Hello, this is Roy Lilly. All power corrupts, but powerlessness corrodes. I've never seen the NHS so short of staff, never seen it so busy, so up against it, never seen it with its back to the wall quite like this, never really sensed an attitude so universal, nothing quite like this. There's a general feeling of helplessness, nothing people doing the job can do about rotic apps, nothing about the surge in demand, nothing about the waiting, nothing about the erosion in public confidence, nothing about a dangerous, wide-ranging feeling of we just have to get on with it. Dangerous because just have to get on with it can easily turn into why am I just getting on with it and transition into I'm done with getting on with it, I'm off. Powerlessness is corrosive. What can we do? Everyone is sick to the back teeth. We're listening to politicians saying, you're doing a wonderful job. The answer to that, I'm just trying to do a job made a thousand times worse because you didn't do your job. It's true. If you don't plan workforce and you neglect social care, this is what you get. A system that silts up, I fear August, is going to be horrible. No one really wants to give up. There's a strong sense of vocation, and although vocation doesn't pay the rent, it does give a sharp focus on doing the job deep down people love. There's no magic solution to the mess we're in. More people will be recruited over time. It's a five-year rollout for nursing and at least ten for doctors. And you must stem the flow of leaders. Expanding capacity, it takes people and money, and there ain't none. Somehow, we have to think about productivity. Talk to a nurse just off a 14-hour shift with no breaks about productivity and you're likely to be facing a serious assault. The narrative must change. Who benefits from a productive working environment? Find ways of enabling productivity, making it easier for hard-working people doing a hard job to do the hard job easier, quicker, safer and right first time. There are three things to think about. The first is curiousness. At the end of your day, when you sink into the sofa with a glass of something lovely, you're entitled to say, I'm knackered and I've done a great job today. Well, maybe, maybe not. There might be someone down the road across the county in the other uh, the other end of the country in another country doing your job better. Maybe you might be doing your job a hundred times better than anyone anywhere. We'll never know because the NHS from Pritchard's desk down is focused on targets, penalties, finding fault and things that go wrong. If they were focused on finding success and things that go right and sharing them we'd have a much better NHS. The problem, we're not curious about success. Most senior leadership is defensive and not curious at all. Number two, skillfulness. The health and care workforce is full of skillful people, but we could change gear. If a physio or OT, for example, is helping a patient who complains of sleeplessness and joint pain, the usual solution, or have a chat with your doctor, adding a service interface, delay and cost to the patient pathway. If the health professional is a prescriber, there may be no need for that. It's called 
non-medical prescribing. There are 90,000 of them in the NHS. Nurses, pharmacists, optometrists, radiographers, physiotherapists, podiatrists, dietitians, and paramedics. Since 1992, the UK led the way, but has since stalled. 90,000 in a workforce over, of over a million gets nowhere near the productivity potential. Look, if we said to every member of staff, what one skill is there that will make your job easier, enable you to make your own decisions, and then we made it happen, how much more productive will we be? And number three, helpfulness. There's a question that everyone, everywhere, from ward to board, can ask. Ask themselves, how helpful am I? Leaders writing policy, MDTs working together, how helpful are we? ICBs scaffolding their future. If it's helpful, do it. If it's not, why bother? Whatever you're about to do, ask, is it kind? Is it necessary? And most of all, is it helpful? Three things that won't upend the NHS, but might just shift the fulcrum point, tip the scales, give a nudge to making it a bit better. This has been Roy Lilly. Thanks for listening, and I hope we'll speak again real soon. Bye-bye now.